welcome to Friends at Film Camp, the podcast where two friends gather by the fire from our fun film perspectives. I'm Janine. And I'm Luke. Today we're talking about Freaky Friday. This is the 2003 version. Mm-hmm. There's like four versions of this story told, which is interesting. But yeah, this is 2003 with starring Lin- Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan and directed by Mark Waters, most famous for directing Mean Girls right after this. Oh, that makes sense. It does. It really does. Mm-hmm. In an unexpected way. Yeah, this is a very famous 2000s movie. And they just announced a sequel to it. Is this a Disney movie? Yes. This is one of those Disney movies that's like a real movie. Like, it's not a Disney Channel movie. Yeah, this is a real movie. This was back when Disney made more mid-level movies. Because they also had Princess Diaries. They were aiming for this demographic. Princess Diaries! Mm Mm-hmm. So I grew up with this movie. Did you? Uh, yes. Okay. I didn't have the same nostalgia for it. It was my sisters who really loved it. Mm. I just was there. Okay. Um, yeah, you were saying that they're, they're making a sequel, which will be interesting. They're really making it because this is, Jamie Lee Curtis wants to make it. Mm-hmm. And apparently Jamie Lee, Cur- Jamie Lee Curtis never stopped talking with Lindsay Lohan after this movie. Yeah. So, because they're still friends, or friendly at least, they both think it'd be a good idea too. Mm-hmm. And I have to admit... The premise has potential. I don't under because I don't want them to just do the same thing again. Well, they're probably gonna body switch again. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that works. But they're gonna be different ages and different things. Like I imagine Lindsay Lohan. I imagine it'll be Grandma, Mom, and it'll be Grandma having to raise kids in a technology world. I don't know. I don't have high hopes for it, to be honest. I don't know. Jamie Lee Curtis said she thought of the premise. Oh, okay. So, I mean, that gives me better, but I don't know. See, I don't know what that means exactly. So, I think Jamie Lee Curtis really makes this movie. Yes. Even as a kid. Cause, so, uh, one of the things that sells the movie... Um, which I think we're just assuming everyone knows the premise, but Jamie Lee Curtis is Lindsay Lohan's mom. Lindsay Lohan is sort of a rebellious, punky teenager who's feeling very hard done by. Jamie Lee Curtis is her upper middle class mom. She's a successful therapist. She has a book and she's getting married to a new guy who's very nice, but you get the impression, which they actually tell us in a very competent way without a lot of exposition, because they do not hurry to tell us right away. But mm-hmm. you get the impression that Lindsay Lohan's character has been extra distant since um, her mom has been seeing this new guy. Um, and we don't really know, like, exactly the reason why for that, but there is some, like, strife there. And so they're really mad at each other, and they end up body switching. And what really, really sells the movie and what was really important for it working is them, is their acting. Their acting? Jamie Lee Curtis, I think, does amazing. 
I think Lindsay Lohan does... I don't think she's quite as seamless, but she still sells it. Yes, but I think it's... Yeah, of the two of them, Jamie Lee Curtis is better, but also Jamie Lee Curtis... Is Jamie Lee Curtis. She's an Oscar-winning actress. Yes. And I... uh, Lindsay Lohan is a good actress, and she is shockingly good in this role. Mm. She also just has less to do with the role. I don't know if she has less to do. I don't know if I agree with that. I would, yeah, I would say she does, because a lot of the role, since the movie's written with a much more youth mindset, Mm -hmm. a lot more of her role has to be uh, blander to be the straight man. Yeah. To Lindsay, to Jamie Lee Curtis's eccentric one. So it's harder to make it as funny. Mm-hmm. And I think she does a great job. But I would also agree with you. Jamie Lee Curtis is like pinnacle of great she acting. Is, yeah, she is so fun. And to my memory, and I could be completely wrong, but my childhood memory, this was like a bit of a comeback for Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, here, let me just check. Yeah, it does seem like she wasn't having the best roles before. And like, she did have a Halloween movie before this, but this introduced her to a new audience. But I also remember, like, my mom especially just like loving her in this movie. And part of the reason that like adults like this movie was they know Jamie Lee Curtis, and it's like sort of it's a new exciting role to watch her play a bratty teenager you know so i wouldn't go like she was in a long-term dark part of her career she did have true lies like five six years before this mm-hmm. but yeah this was like a real f- fresh role for her. yeah and the funny thing about it being such a great role for jamie lee curtis is that she was not the original casting choice mm-hmm. they wanted annette benning annette benning and tom Selleck to be the couple mm-hmm. but Which, then annette benning dropped out and tom Selleck went with her so i can't like a week see that wa- but f- something about that almost feels more parent trap vibes like annette benning and tom Selleck have the parents from the parent trap vibes do you know what i mean do you see yes. that whereas i jamie lee curtis and the guy from ncis um i love them as, as a couple and it's like it's it's very much their own vibe Mark Harmon. Mm-hmm. That's his name. Uh, yeah. I just want to figure... It was four days before filming. They Whoa. had to recast both Annette Benning and Tom Selleck. That's insane. So they literally would have just called Jamie Lee Curtis and been like, can you fly to set today? That's insane. And she did. And it's, it's insane because... Jamie Lee Curtis feels so natural in this role. Yeah. Maybe not having time to overthink it mm. could have actually helped this role. Because you could tot- you could see in another movie... Uh, actually, there was a, the new Avatar movie. Mm-hmm. Where has Sigourney Weaver play a teenager. Mm-hmm. And it, she was fine. She's good. But... She, she's kind of overplaying it, in my opinion, a little. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot more, like, eye-rolling and, ugh, gasps and yeah. teenagerisms. Yeah. It's, they, they obviously have those here for Jamie Lee Curtis, but she doesn't really 
overuse them. Yeah. She feels very real. Well, it also helps in... Filming is so out of order on movies, so who knows how it actually went down. But, like, I assume that... the Yeah, I feel like it would only make sense that they got to set the tone for their characters, like, first, before body switching. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how old Lindsay Lohan was in this role, but she was not that old. Oh. She's playing 15. She, I think she would have still been being a teenager herself at this time. She was 17 when the film was released, so 16 when it came out. Yeah, bit, so I think it helps it, to, like, actually have, like, a teenager that you're playing off of, too, that she's basing her performance on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's very impressive on both their parts. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to talk about the first part for okay. a minute and, like, the setup to the movie. Because yeah. they have to... The movie does a really good job setting up their characters yeah before you get teenage anna who don't want to get out of bed Mm -hmm. and they don't even really show her face Mm -hmm. that whole sequence Mm -hmm. and they give you so much character for her yeah it's really good filmmaking it's really astounding how stuff like that how much effort and thought was put into the characters and characterization Mm mm-hmm because even filming it, they had to know this is a Disney movie. Like, a a Disney mid-range movie. Like, this isn't an Oscar film. This isn't trying to be prestigious. I mean, I don't think movies used to think like that. I don't know. I just... It surprises me, like, how much acting effort went into this. Yeah. That should always be the case. I know it should always be the case, but that's not always the case. Well, I'm just saying, I don't think movies used to think like that. That's why we had so many more mid-range movies, because movies were just trying to tell the story that they wanted. I think that we've just forgotten a lot more of those mid-range movies. What? You said that they're not making them anymore. They don't make them now, but they used to make them, but I don't think they make. I think a lot of them were bland and forgettable. Mm. And this one didn't want to be bland and forgettable. Yeah. It wanted to push beyond what it was supposed to be. I don't know. I don't agree with that. Okay. Well, we'll have to disagree on this one. Okay. Anyway, this beginning section is very funny. Because it's probably like my prime example of watching something as an adult and being like oh no i relate to the parent more now um especially with like the waking Lindsay lohan up thing right like as a kid you're like oh my god she's so annoying let her sleep but it's like she has to go to school and like she probably relies on her mom to do this whole dance or she's not gonna get up to go to school and then Mm. she's gonna be annoyed so it's like literally her responsibility to wake her up and she's almost forcing her into this responsibility because she's not responsible enough to wake up herself. Oh, the layers. And then, like, with the band in the garage, I will say, I do not like Jamie Lee Curtis taking her door. I don't like that. But the garage, okay, this scene is so funny. First of all, Lindsay Lohan's band in this movie is so good. I love this band. They are a great band. Oh, and the song they have is so good. Anyway. Um... She, their entire garage is, like, decked out to be, like, band practice area, right? And Jamie Lee Curtis, 
First of all, Lindsay Lohan wastes time chasing her brother around and tying underwear to his head and whatever. And then she gets there. And everyone in the house can't hear each other. And Jamie Lee Curtis ends up turning off the power to the garage. And she says it's after six. Mm-hmm. Like, your time is up. Which means that they have a designated time that they are allowed to practice to every day. <laughs> and Lindsay Lohan was late of her own accord to her band practice. And they're all mad at her because they're breaking the rules that are preset. And I'm like... Yeah, <sighs> it is one of those things that maturing is when you see it from the other side. And you're like, oh, they weren't that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> And they have a lot of scenes like that. I agree with you. I don't like the taking the door thing. I don't think that should really... I don't think that should ever be done outside of very extreme situations. Hmm. Just because... Well, for me, and this is also for you, we're both... We both really enjoy private time. Mm -hmm. So to to never... To be... Have your punishment be never getting private time... Yeah. Would drive us insane. Yeah. So we just imagine Lindsay Lohan would be driven insane. Uh, <laughs> okay. Do you want to talk about the curse now? Oh, yeah. We got to get through this. This is this is obviously and famously the worst part of the movie. So, because it, it, I remembered it being worse. Mm. So I guess that's like better but i don't even want to say that because it's still pretty bad it's really bad something that is annoying is that there are good elements to what's going on but it's all shrouded in like this weird like racism for um it's a very oh it was so common at this time even into the 2010s you know like you see a chinese person on film and they play a big gong sound like it's ridiculous but it's like it's 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 so insane in retrospect how common it was and from but, my understanding and i could be wrong on this because yeah. i have not checked it they added that for this movie yeah it was not, not in the original, the original. no they were like, we need a new way for them to get it well there there are elements of it that i like i so, do like the mystic older person magic spirit person idea i don't i don't like the way it's done here but i do like um so basically what happens is they go to a chinese food restaurant and it's one that they obviously frequent because the hostess knows them by name and stuff um and her mom is the one who ends up cursing them um so there's a the mom of the waitress who clearly they own the restaurant. Yeah. Not Jamie Lee Curtis. No. Because Jamie be Lee Curtis movie. and Anna are arguing. Anyway, so the things that I like are... I like that they are also mother and daughter. Yes. Um, And it continues the theme of sort of like mother and daughter arguing and like dealing with that. Because she's telling her mom like, don't curse them. And then later... When her mom, like, comes out and she's like, hey, did you curse them? And then her mom tries to turn around. Like, that's funny. (laughs) That's good. So I like that dynamic. That, like, continuing that, like, mother-daughter dynamic. That's interesting. Um, I also thought it was funny when the mother is trying to give them the fortune cookies, which have the curse. And they're like, no. She starts, like, ranting at them in, like, I don't... Mandarin? That's what the screen said. Um, 
and so they get overwhelmed and take them because that was kind of a clever way on her part of using um racism against them kind of and i don't know if that if the movie was doing that on purpose i don't know if the movie was smart enough to do that but i thought it was clever so there's something there that can be worked with but the entire situation is just you feel like you watching it mystical like eastern asian vibes that like is very common in this sort of media at the it's time. pretty racist it it's is like yeah. just blatantly it's pretty racist and it is something it's kind of like if you go back to breakfast at tiffany's it's not the same obviously mm. but you go back to this thing that's otherwise pretty enjoyable but just every now and then they have this really racist to- tokenism is that what is that the word no that's different tokenism what, would not no it's this. not you're right there's but there's an there's another word and it's exactly what this is Excuse me. But so no, yeah, that's it's basically... pretty bad. But I think you also, to be honest, like your thing with liking that it's like a person. I like that it's a person that did it and not just like a mysterious thing that happened. We and just then have never so unhappened. many weird stereotypes about different cult- cultures and curses. Mm-hmm. That I'm not sure what you could do that wasn't, um, like, if you had a person. Unless it was, like, you went full, like, fairy. Or, like, Pinocchio-type beat. Like... Well, it could just been, like, the old neighbor lady. That's true. Something like that. Like, she could have just been, like, the old neighbor lady. Who they were all like, oh, she's kind of weird. And then she's, like, she brings them over. She hears them yelling through the window. And so then we get, like, a quick montage of her baking. And then she grabs, like, a bottle from her shelf that looks weird. And we're like, what's that bottle? And she adds it to the baking. Then she brings over two cookies. You're right. That could work. For you and your daughter. The (laughs) other thing I do like, though, about them being a restaurant is that when Anna cancels the catering they because they want to cater when they're going there first and she's all like oh i already have someone and then anna cancels the catering and then they do get them to cater see i like that 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 all works if it just wasn't like weird and racist about it you know yeah yeah it's just there's really not no point in beating around the bush it is just an uncomfortable racist section of the movie Mm -hmm. it's it's obviously your own personal choice if you can enjoy it despite that, which is just a problem with lots of media, is sometimes there's just parts in it that you wow and go, ugh. Well, but you have to go through it if you want to watch it. Do you want to talk about the other thing we don't like? Well, let's Jake, wait till we get Jake, to the boyfriend. Jake, Jake. what's boyfriend? Jake. He's already happened. Oh, okay, yeah, let's talk about Jake. <laughs> Uh, Jake is the personification of the no means yes yeah, mindset that is. exists. It obviously still exists today, sadly. But really but bad in rom-coms at this time. It's like a big rom-com yeah, theme was but, consent was just like not a thing. You know, um, you know, uh, Baby It's Cold Outside? Uh-huh. I saw this breakdown of that song one time that I thought was so interesting because... Obviously, in uh, current day, we're like, that song seems kind of rapey and weird. 
Um, but I saw this really interesting breakdown of it where she was like, she was talking about how they would be so, the original singers would be so upset that that was our perspective, but it's still a really good example of rape culture because, um, in the original song, in the original context, it's supposed to be understood that the woman is being coy, right? Mm-hmm. And that she wants to stay, but she is pretending that she needs to leave, right? That's the understanding of the song. And it was because in, like, the 50s or whenever it was, it would be sort of improper for a woman to agree to stay. This would be 20s, 30s. It would be improper for a woman to agree to stay with a man somewhere, right? So you had to do this song and dance. And she was talking about how it's a really good example of when you can't say yes, you also can't say no. Because if you're not allowed to say yes and you're meant to say no and have it mean yes, a solid no, like there's, there's no distinction then between the two answers. You know what I mean? Which I think evolved over the years to this like weird rom-com era that we had at this time that was like you weren't supposed to say yes if you said yes you were easy you know what i mean which led to that like oh you just need to be persistent yeah this is honestly it's not even the no means yes in this movie it's the 50 no's and a yes means yes that's the better representation of this guy's values but okay because of that though what the part I do like, okay, so basically a brief breakdown of what happens with this guy. So Jake in the movie, I think is some sort of TA type person. He works. TA? I don't know why you keep telling him TA. There's a student that's called a student teacher. He's a, some sort of student teacher, I think. He works at the school, but it's never specified what he does. He also works at a coffee shop, but he is older. He is post graduating high school. Um, what? figuring out how old he was the actor yeah at the moment when the movie was filmed so they could kind of they can see what they were thinking that doesn't always relate well he was 22 and she was 17 Uh so those seem to be the ages they were reflected in the movie she was 15 in the movie yes and he was probably meant to be 20 we think he was about 20 um, so he is kind of too old for, <laughs> like, at one point her mom is like, he's too old for you. And she's like, shut up, mom. We're like, he's too old for you. Um, anyway. So, we see him in the beginning before they switch bodies. Anna has a crush on him because, you know, he's a cute older guy. Makes sense. Um, he's also in the music and stuff. She's in the music and stuff. He is a motorcycle. It's a whole thing, right? Um, then they switch bodies and... Anna Uh tries to convince her mom and her body to, like, be nice to him. But Anna's mom in her body is an asshole. She's really mean. Anyway, he sees her be a dick where he helps her sneak into this area with the test to complete her test because... um, She got falsely accused of cheating. Yeah, exactly. And she erases the girl who falsely accused her. She erased her whole thing and said, I'm stupid on it. And he saw her do this. And at the end of the day, he's kind of like, you seem like you suck. And I don't want to hang out with you anymore. Which, honestly, kind of respect that. Yeah. Um. 
So later that same day at the coffee shop, Jamie Lee Curtis, who is Anna, <laughs> sees him and they start hitting it off and they're talking about music and it's post Jamie Lee Curtis's makeover and he like kind of immediately falls in love with her in a way that I genuinely think is like really funny and kind of charming but jamie lee curtis is getting married like literally the next day but anna's in her body anyway he falls in love with her mom it's a whole thing um it's really hard to talk about them when they switch bodies anna who's her mom anna is trying to convince him that he's into her he's not into her mom who's her And she, like, kisses him, and he's just, like, so... He's just following Jamie Lee Curtis around, right? And then at the end of the night, when Anna is at the the band, and she's fake playing, not very convincingly, mind you, he falls back in love with Anna. Yeah, that was also not very Now he's just into Anna now. And it's, like, honestly, I think if his character would be so much better if they kept him in that comedic pining for Jamie Lee Curtis because, as we established, more age-appropriate for Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes, it, um, was, it was... And I think it's kind of cute and charming that he would fall in love with Jamie Lee Curtis because she's so compatible with him, with Anna's mind and personality, right? Um, and that also doesn't make him this weird flip-flopper who's suddenly like, oh, never mind. I was... Who knows what was... Like, it's like... But they couldn't do that because it was Chad Michael Murray and it was a teen movie and he had to end up with Anna, obviously. But I do think that would actually solve a lot of the weird problems with his character. Yes. Uh, yeah, the, his character his character was filling a role in checking boxes a lot of the movie. Yeah. But they really were funny with him when he got the crush on And like, the I mom. respect... I respect him seeming to genuinely care about Anna and the fact that like Anna was not acting herself he's the only one who mentions it mm-hmm. which is interesting right mm-hmm. um so I don't know there was something interesting there they didn't really follow through with it but it wasn't the point mm-hmm. I like in this movie and this is again compared to the 1970s one have you seen that one no I just researched it more than I wish I thought okay uh this one allows Anna in the body of her mother mm. to to play with the idea with her career. Yeah. Because the original one, I am falling, and you're gonna yell, so I have to stand up. Why do you keep falling? I'm so over here. In the original film, the mom is a housewife, which is obviously a very real, very important job. In many families. Mm-hmm. But the dynamic is very different when the teenager is like, I have to mop the floors, mm-hmm. then I have to be a psychologist. Be a psychologist on a TV interview yeah. promoting a book I've never read. Well, I also really like that scene because they contrast Anna being on an interview talking about very sort of like psychology focused things with her mom in her high school test struggling with pie right because it's i think we've talked about this even in university the further in your degree you get the harder it is to kind of do stuff in other majors because your knowledge gets so specialized 
So I like them contrasting these two things to show mm. the different difficulties with both and like different um levels of knowledge and like ways to be smart in these different situations. Mhm. No, they really do a good job contradicting them. They really are able to capture the a realistic struggle of high school. Yeah. Because a lot of movies can go too far in a lot of different directions. Mm-hmm. Like, either high school is actually not that hard and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Which, in long-term life, you can argue some parts of that are true. Like, doesn't actually matter that much. Mm-hmm. But when you're in high school, it is everything. The, in the, your mindset. The bullies are a little intense, but I do love the scene when she pushes Anna who's her mom, over the bike rack, seemingly by accident, because <laughs> her and her two minions all freeze, and she's like, run away. Because that's very real. Like, that's yeah. so much more real than, like, <laughs> yeah, like, stand because you're like, shit, we're going to get in trouble. But this was also 2000s, which did have a much lower tolerance, much higher tolerance for bullying. Yeah. Like, the anti-bullying really has stepped up recently. hmm Because before that, a lot of it was, it'll toughen you up. No, I know. I'm just... Never mind. Okay. Girl bullying is a little bit more subtle normally. Yes. Uh, I Obviously, I wouldn't know that, but I, I can understand that. Yeah. Uh, this, was this was written by women. Yeah. It's also a really funny ongoing gag. So when they body switch, um, Anna's mom is about to get married. She's about to get married the next day. And the night of the night of is the rehearsal dinner. And then the next day is the wedding. So it, it, that does a really good job at raising the stakes for like, they need to figure this out right now. Because, obviously, Anna does not want to marry her stepdad. <laughs> and there's a good... There's an ongoing joke that they managed to make really funny. Where... Anna it has to avoid creepy. ways to be romantic with Yeah, like, it could come across really creepy or uncomfortable. But they do a, such a good job leaning into the comedy. And he's such a good character in which he's, like, not pushy like Jake. And he really does accept the no. Um... He's very accepting of, like, the circumstances. He's obviously a very strong, independent man. Yeah. But he also seems to have a good understanding. He is marrying a woman who is very powerful mm-hmm. and is very controlling. And he's very accepting of that dynamic. Like, he's not trying to change it or take control. Uh-huh. He's very, like understanding how she wants the relationship Uh and is very okay with it. Does that make sense? I don't know what you mean. For what context? Jamie Lee Curtis as Jamie Lee Curtis Uh and Mark. Yeah. As him, the the boyfriend. Yeah. They have like such a clearly defined role already. Yeah. He's clearly like, very okay with how they want to have this set up. Yeah. Like, with Jamie Lee Curtis being so controlling, obviously, he would understand 
that she would. Want I don't him. even know if she is that controlling though. She's pretty controlling. Is she? Yeah, that's like a big part of her character. She wants to fix everything. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know. I just didn't see her as that controlling. I'm surprised. Maybe that's I'm like controlling. Major part of the character. <laughs> You are controlling. You tell me I can't fall off the bed ever. (laughs) (laughs) So as the day goes on, you know, they're learning about like each other's lives and their difficulties in them and such. Um, I will say I don't super like the band scene. The band scene? Yeah. Like at the... At the concert? Yeah. Whoa. We're going to disagree. (laughs) Get that popcorn ready, folks. Because I... So I like it because I love this band and I like to see them play again. But she does such a bad job at even pretending to play the guitar. It just really stresses me out. And then when Jamie Lee Curtis comes and plays the guitar off stage to pretend that Anna is playing it... She only plays that part, like her solo, which is weird because she would be playing guitar for the whole. Sh- but there's song, another guitar player, not just her. Yeah, but she's a bassist. I thought she was like guitar, guitar. I don't know because she tried to learn the solo, and she couldn't because otherwise they could have done it without her, but they couldn't get the solo down. I don't know. I don't think so. That's what she said. Yeah, I don't know. I just didn't, like, she just did such a bad job of pretending that it stresses me out. I think you're overthinking it, because these are young people jumping up and down, not really looking. I think she could have faked it a little better, but then we as the audience might not have got that she was faking it. So it had to be a bit exaggerated for a camera. Yeah. It just stresses me out. Okay. Well... I love that scene. That was the scene where I was like, this is really good. I like it for the emotion. And, and then I really like the scene right after. And this is a really good scene for Lindsay Lohan when she walks back into the reception and she's like crying, but like not over the top crying. She does a really good job at it. She's subtle crying. And she tells Jamie Lee Curtis that she needs to break up with, well, not break up, but postpone, postpone the, wedding. the wedding because she's like, I can see that you're not ready. And, like, I like you're the most important and blah, blah, blah. And then that allows Anna, as Jamie Lee Curtis, to give this really nice speech where she's, like, kind of finally accepting her stepdad. Which I think they really do this all really well. Because yes. I wouldn't even say that the stepdad thing is the main conflict. It's, not. it's really their relationships that that's the main con- conflict, but it's a facet of it. Mm-hmm. That works really well with, like, everything else that's going on. <laughs> the movie is not overly focused on the actual stepdad and daughter relationship. M- more so at the broad concept that there's strife, and that is part of the strife. I- and Anna making the effort to accept him as Jamie Lee Curtis. Which is, that the point of it is, like, her stepping beyond herself. Mm-hmm. And, and do- being like, I'm... Willing to try and make a new family. Yeah, exactly. Um, So that, like, gets them to transfer back. I like the really simple but, like, effective... It's not even a special effect. It's just camera work where they, like, go into Lindsay Lohan's face and then they go, like, whoosh! And then it goes to Jamie Lee Curtis. 
And you understand that they're switching back. Yeah. It was a very good way to do it practically. Yeah. Uh, which and because when they first switch, they switch in their sleep, so they get to avoid mm. <laughs> having to figure out how to do that. So I think they. I kind of like that they didn't have a visual effect there, just for the style of the film. Yeah. I didn't think it was needed, and I know a modern movie would have them like glow or something. No, I liked it, and then I also, um, a little thing that we kind of skipped by, but another thing that I really liked is. Um, Lindsay Lohan and her brother fight a lot. Mm-hmm. And at one point, as the mom, she sees, like, a thing he wrote about his older sister. And where he talks about how she's really cool. And it's really cute. And I really liked his line where she was like, how come... I don't know. He's like, you can't tell Anna. And she's like, why not? And he's like... She- she can't know that I think she's cool and it's so much fun to fight with her. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was really cute. But I will say, the depictions of siblings always fighting did make me think I needed to fight with my brother more when I was little. Mm-hmm. Which is a little messed up. <laughs> but I don't think that was on purpose. I did internalize that, though. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, overall... Other than a few of the... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Anna's dress at the wedding is really pretty, and I really like it, and I want it. Okay. The final song, not as good as the other songs. The other song from the band. Uh-huh. But I think it's really cute that they had her band be their wedding band. I think that is cute. I wish that the song from the band was on Spotify. I don't know why it was Not from the wedding. No, not from the wedding, from the concert. Yeah. That should be on Spotify. It's a good song. Yeah, it should be on Spotify and it's not, and that's unacceptable. I mean, Black Sheep by Brie Larson finally got on there. That's true, Maybe but... Maybe it'll happen. Maybe, but there's just not as much of an effort for this song. That's true. Maybe with the sequel, though. Yeah. Who knows, but I want it there, because I would love to have it on my playlist. My final thoughts is, it's a good movie. There's problematic stuff you got to get through, but overall... If you grew up with it especially, you'll probably have a good time. Mm. And I'm excited to see what they do with the sequel. I'm nervous. Yeah, you can be nervous. I'm curious what they mean by sequel. Is this a Disney Plus sequel or is this a movie theater Mm, sequel? That's important, yeah. But also, this is where our disagreement is. I thought Hocus Pocus 2 captured the original no you didn't no you didn't we just did our rankings i put it pretty high no you didn't where did i put it i don't remember but you said it didn't do the vibe of the original i revoked that statement (sighs) because i think it did no i thought i got you I thought I got you to my side. No, I like that movie. No. I'm going to watch it in Halloween again. Oh. Well, I don't. Are you checking our ranking? Yes. I put it in C tier because I want to fight you for it. Uh, sure. (laughs) I didn't want to fight you for that movie. And also, you were going F tier. Yeah. And I wanted... I was not going F. Probably D. You wanted F. No, I didn't. That was one you wanted. I don't think so. I know so. Yeah, if I was redoing this ranking right now, I'd definitely be. 
Astrology. It is not a B. Luke. Even a soft A. Luke, you are just trying to annoy me. I like the movie. It is not a Like, that's preposterous. I thought it captured the original pretty well. It did not. And I think that if they do something similar for this film, it could be pretty good. But it depends on a lot of things. <sighs> a lot of things. Mm-hmm. It depends who they get to direct it, because they don't know. They only have a screenwriter. They better do better with lighting this time. Sure. This is a yellow movie. If they give me another blue movie, I'm going to be pissed. Okay. This move. They also have to uh, make sure both Lindsay Lohan, Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis want to come back, but they aren't signed to come back. Okay. Which probably just means they're negotiating pay. Mm. They have to come back, but they they both have to want to come back. But they have to both want to come back for the movie, not for vanity projects. Okay. Especially Lindsay Lohan. Why? Because if it's a vanity project, they're not going to want to commit. They have to commit to looking stupid. Uh, Like for acting in general? Yeah. They have to be willing to look a little stupid on screen. Mm. Because that's what they did here. Mm. They both looked silly and it was fun. That was the joke. But if they come back and they're like, they don't want to look silly, they only want to be glamorous or powerful, whatever. Now, I have faith in Jamie Lee you Curtis. like a literal vanity project? Pretty, yeah. Pretty okay. much, yeah. Uh, I have more faith in Jamie Lee Curtis to be willing to be silly. Mm-hmm. She, with everything everywhere, she's shown she's still willing yeah. to be silly yeah. and take it seriously. We have not seen that from Lindsay Lohan in a very long time. She, Lindsay Lohan is a lot more risky yeah. for the film. I do like that she is getting more acting experience for projects. Like, so she won't be completely rusty. I did watch her Christmas film. Oh, yeah. It was fine. Mm. It, it's a Hallmark Christmas movie on Netflix, essentially. Yeah. So you understand the premise right away. Yeah, I'm nervous, probably for different reasons than you are, but I am nervous. And that concludes today's episode of Friends of Film Camp. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time at the campfire.